You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou, podcast on the run series. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. What's up, guys? Big Lou here with another episode of Beyond the Bike podcast. Um, we originally did this podcast a while back, but I had some technical difficulties, but uh, Steve and Megan were gracious enough to do the podcast all over again. So we're here, North Star, round number six of the California Enduro Series. This is part of the Golden Tour, correct? Yep. Yes. All right, all right Steve, let's get down to it, man. Uh, let's talk about yourself. Who's Steve Gemelos? Uh, so Steve Gemelos uh, grew up in New York City. Uh, came out to California in like 1993. Uh, came out for school and kind of, you know, got into biking, kind of got out to do outdoor stuff and just kind of took off from there in biking and uh, got involved uh, years back with the Mountain Bikers of Santa Cruz, or our local uh, nonprofit uh, uh, trails advocacy group. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly the things I would end up doing was kind of like events. Uh, the first events where I was doing was big trail work events. So By yourself? Um, so I was mainly the organizer for the events, um, but I was partnering with various other, so uh, I would we actually do this event with like five or six of different trail groups around California, uh, in the North Bay, uh, Tamba up in uh, the uh, Tahoe, um, Fat Track down in near Auburn. So all these, we'd get together and we do a trail, you know, do this big trail work weekends up at, uh, in Tahoe actually. And I, you know, it's always kind of my thing about going big. Every time you know, we start something, I want to go bigger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'd be doing this like, oh, we want to do this like trail work weekend. And we have like, you know, 20 people and I get involved with it. It becomes like this, you know, two days, three days of trail work with 120 people coming up. Big excavators. Yeah. And then, you know, we get like 100 people out there doing trail work. And then it's like, let me go do a bike ride. We get camping. And they're like, well, this is kind of fun. What else can we do? I'm like, well, let's hit up Specialized. Have Specialized pay for, you know, let, let them, because it's money. Let's get some food. We get do some barbecue. Get Specialized yep. to pay That's for what's it. That's up. <laughs> right? So it was always like, you know, I've never, it's like, you know, get bigger, get bigger. Um, and... Eventually, the people I was kind of working with were like, this is kind of too big now. <laughs> and they wanted to kind of go back to being a small, it was like, it became more work because mm-hmm. a bigger event, you know. And, and Too late for that. So, yeah, okay. you know, but then, uh, you know, actually, that's about the same time I met Megan. And Megan had the idea for the uh, Santa Cruz Mountain Bike Festival. Uh, so <laughs> we kind of kicked that off around, you know, as a fundraiser for our local club. Um I think the first year we had like one or maybe two vendor tents. The test year. Yeah, the test year. It was year. like rained out and like we still did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, five years later we had like 11,000 people coming to the event. We had, you know, we had the, you know, the, the start of the, Santa, of the Santa Cruz Super Enduro, which, mm-hmm. you know, led us into the CES eventually. Right. We had free ride competition. Yeah. The like on their world Post tour. Office class. Yeah, it was rad. Yeah. So, 
let's, let's talk about the importance of the couples because mm -hmm. the um, there's a husband and wife team that that's um, overseeing the EWS race series, correct? Yeah. Jim and Chris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, I mean, it, it must be pretty important for you guys to work together because it's very few and far in between where there's a husband and wife yeah. duo that's you know can it, handle each other for a race weekend yeah. where it gets a little intense. Well, and now, now you guys I, have another factor of the baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Enduro baby. <laughs> Enduro yeah, baby. I, I think there's, you Some know, passion. definitely that we both share the same passion allows us to get kind of this deep into it because if there's only one person that was really passionate about it and he and one person goes off and does this, you know, spending this much time over the summer, all these weekends, you know, that would not, wouldn't survive. That person would get really pissed off with the other. Yeah, you know, I agree. So, <laughs> so, Doesn't happen to me, but yeah, yeah I can see you it. Know, you know, I think it's got to be, it really works that we're both passionate about it. We both have separated the, our, like our areas of expertise and where we want to put our efforts. So okay. like Steve's more on the operational, like logistics sides. I'm on the whole marketing, social sponsorship side. So okay. there's two different, but we come into the middle and meet and make sure that everything's working together <laughs> so so did you do did you do any racing steve actually no i was not a racer uh you know i would go and do the like you know sea otter cross country i do some 24-hour events but more for fun <laughs> i wasn't you know wait, into wait, the racing. Wait. how do you consider racing 24 hours as fun well, you it's know. a team event. Okay, okay. it's social. That's the thing. It was six guys, thing. six guys doing these twenty-four hour events, mm -hmm. and there'd be as much beer drinking as there was potty riding. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is kind of you know there is a, something fun about going out for one of these like you know two a.m. laps. There's nobody out there. We guys have spotlights. But then you have yeah. Tinker Juarez like coming up behind you out of nowhere. Yeah. You're like, where the heck did he He's a freak of nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Insane. It's it's yeah. amazing. He's How's like 52, two, three years old, oh, whatever, yeah. and he's still out there. Yeah. You know, crazy. kicking butt. Um, Crushing it. Yeah. Guys that are amazing. like half his age. Yes, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Megan, so you, you did a little bit of racing, right? Yeah. So I fell into mountain biking from wanting to race motocross and um, I got into mountain biking for training for okay. it and fell in love with it mm -hmm. and all my friends who worked at Fox that's who I learned how to ride mountain bikes from and they are the ones who got me into like gravity so I raced cross country then cyclocross and downhill and mm -hmm. um, year in and year out for like three years and I was pro downhill awesome and then took off a little bit of time and and then we met obviously when I was racing mm -hmm. um, and then now just jumping a little bit into enduro um, which has been so much fun it's mm -hmm. such a different beast in comparison to all the different types I mean it's just a more camaraderie and it's such a great feel to be out there yeah. still competitive but it's like that fun day out on the bike mm -hmm. so totally different than the other like types <laughs> are you are you done racing now like officially or are no you no okay. i actually was trying to come back for this year um i think that was a little overzealous of my thought process coming after the kid but um <laughs> next year i definitely would like to get it get at least some of my favorite races back in it, what, what are your favorite races um i love the big mountains north star this was actually one of the races i wanted to come back for mm -hmm. um i love ashland kamikaze is great Chenpeak has definitely its own like gnar. Um, 
Yeah, I think those are like my more favorites, but I think it goes lends myself to like my more gravity side because I love the rock mm -hmm. and the very techie stuff. So okay. dangerous stuff. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> as Steve says, I'm gonna die. I think it's doable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, how'd you guys get into putting on uh, races? I mean, you talk about the, the super enduro, but I mean, yeah. how did that all come about? So we were doing the festival, okay. um, and. Um, I can't remember what year that was probably like That's 2012 2011 i think was when the first super enduro we had 50, so 50 person that was actually it was evan turpin so evan turpin came so we were doing the festival back then we're part of mountain bikes of santa cruz and evan turpin came up and said hey you know we should you know I, i've been out in europe or you know there's this new format called enduro we should do one of these races right. That's cool. and you know just do it as an invitation only so 50 riders so you know when you're Doing invitation, that was the first race in, in Demo Forest mm -hmm. in like a long time. So I don't think they've ever had there. races before. Actually, no, no. it was not. the first race ever done in Demo, yeah. from my memory. Yeah, so you put that out there, and you got like the Mark Weirs and the yeah. Dungan Riffles. It and, was cool. I mean, you had all the big names coming out, and uh, that and that year it was a climb. You climbed up, and I don't know if you've been from from Aptos all the way up into Demo, which is like a thirteen mile pedal mm. with like. I don't know, 3,000 feet of climbing. It's a lot. Just to get into demo. And then you, then you do your you three race, laps. And, you and then you come back, back down. Out, oh, and then back down. Um, so just racing in demo itself. Our, when we were doing the indoors in there, that was a challenge in itself. But to add on top of that, that 13-mile pedal up and back out. Mm -hmm. you know, it, but that was the kickoff for it. You know, uh, Evan Turpin brought that to our attention. And... And then from there, we just took off with it. And we were like, you know, we kind of kicked it off as, as its own event as a Santa Cruz Super Enduro to raise money. It's like we had the festival and then we had also the Enduro. The, the, um, the money was to raise, to, to fund for trail work. For trail mm -hmm. work. Okay. Yeah, trail work projects. Okay. Um, and, you know, it had also a different, another benefit. And this is kind of what, you know, we also tell as we do our events, you know, it's not just about running the races, but we also think about the, you know, the trail stewardship. The advocacy. Um, so another thing that we tell a lot of these race directors, like you know the Podunks up in uh, uh, Reno, Reno, and all, and, bike and the folks, bike sprites up in Mendo. You know, it's great you have this race event and and you can you know raise somebody for trail work, but the other benefit is that the community around mm -hmm. the you know in Santa Cruz would start to see, oh, this is kind of you know the festival. There's families coming out. There's, you know, fathers and mothers and kids doing the pump track races. There's, you know, you know, we had a, a little kids rodeo and all these little, like, you know, five, you know, four-year-olds running around on that thing. And they kind of see a different aspect of mountain biking. And that's, a, you know, there's actually a revenue, you know, positive revenue for the, mm -hmm. for the community. So there's Just lots of other... big tourism aspect where you can think yeah. of it as, like, changing the mentality of what mountain biking, some people in the community would see as as... Oh, there's the kids that litter or tear up trails mm -hmm. versus there's a whole nother side of it where people come into town, spend money, the family aspect. Right. So, um, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I think that's also something like but, we. Yeah, I think like even talking to uh, Amy uh, up at Wynn, up at Mendo at the Bike Sprites, she was saying, you know, the whole community. I mean, there's nobody, you know, they're a tiny mountain bike community up there, but yeah. when the race comes in there, the whole community comes behind it. They were actually getting, you know, support from the city uh, chamber of commerce wow. for for brag. So, 
they're all realizing, hey, this is awesome having all these people come up here and the hotels and food and yeah, because you know. eventually, like people be like, well, this is great for racing, but I want to come back and 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 hang Experience out for the weekend. Experience it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You gotta exactly. get more exposure to that city. I mean, there's so many cool locations to go check out, yeah. but you'd never see it if mm -hmm. we so, didn't do these events. Right, and, and you know, they, so the you know the local community starts to see all these great things and they get behind it. So it's like it's you know you win win. You get money for your trail work project. You get, you know, better exposure for mountain biking in the community. That's not this thing that we should be, like, pushing aside and getting rid of. Mm -hmm. They should be embracing mountain biking and saying, hey, we really want more of this. How do we get more of these people coming up here? Right. Um, Instead of being like, we don't want you guys here. Yes. Yeah. And then they come, they'll say, let's work with our local, and they say, hey, let's build some more trails. Mm -hmm. Great. How do we build more trails? Let's get those permits. Let's get everything, you know, and, and I think it gets that positive momentum right. if you have a local community behind but, it. But, I mean, from, from just doing one race, yeah. how did it morph into the California oh, Series? Oh, yeah. So... So we um, used to work, um, I worked a lot with Eric Saunders for the festival. I used to bring him in for a lot of times. So we had built a relationship already with him. So he kind of like got to know what we were about and different events and knew we had started the Super Enduro. And I think that's kind of where it triggered him. He had his races in Los Olivos and it turned into an idea he kind of brought up of what about a series? I think, you know, obviously this Oregon Enduro series, I, I think we have a big pull here and we're like, yeah that would be amazing we're in like how do, how are we going to do this so mm -hmm. we have our race you have yours who else can we pull in and then it was like evan turpin had china peak because he was working out there and then we had um uh joe uh, kevin joel kevin. up at uh with the podunks Reno. yes was that the first one yeah oh i thought we had riverside sorry the riverside was part oh, of it oh no no yeah. Yeah, riverside, riverside wasn't the first the first year was riverside That's yeah right. we didn't not, have not Reno the, the first yeah. year yeah. Um, so that was, that was, yeah. that was our first year really trying to launch and it a, and see what the pool was. And I mean, yeah, so that, that it was, was also, a big learning year too. <laughs> so we started it off cause we have jobs. Mm -hmm. Eric Saunders has his job. So we weren't like saying, Hey, let's go around and make this like our careers. We're trying to say how we do this, but you know, um, uh, you know, really kick it off but make it kind of scalable and our thing was like let's well first let's partner with different raced organizers yeah how, how did that come um, about though i mean there's people so, that like well we don't know about you guys type of deal so i mean i think it was it was kind of so you know obviously the first races was was eric saunders who's part of the whole thing mm -hmm. us doing the santa cruz event part of the whole thing um uh, evan turpin he was part of it you know we had to convince eric carter to come on board um, but so that was kind of a tester and, and really it was more like, Hey, you know, and with Eric, you know, we're each still doing our own thing and we're just going to collect all the results and, uh, create a series points. Um, you know, the problem there, I mean, Eric Carter, they were doing pretty well, uh, but Enduro is kind of challenging. There's mm -hmm. a lot of logistics involved in it. Timing is a big challenge and it really, um, it didn't work out really well. Something like, you know, Evan Turpin's first race had to cancel stages. It, it was just, you know, and we're like, you know. Timing ended up being the number one focus after so that So we year. said, hey, if we really want this to be bigger, we need to be much more involved. We can't just be, hey, we're going to sit in the side, send us your results, and we'll just tally them together. We want to get involved. We want to help these different 
you know, because I think we were doing a really good job at Santa Cruz. Because you guys were able to control it. Yeah, but we had kind of that big picture of what we wanted to do. We wanted this big camaraderie, community event, a big celebration, your best weekend out. There's a race, but everybody's out there to hang out Mm -hmm. also afterwards. So it's not just go to an event, one and done. Mm-hmm. So we want people to hang on and actually have a good feel for it. And we had demos and stuff, which was awesome. And that's kind of, I think, how we wanted to take the stance for like the series, which is kind of that same feeling. Mm-hmm. So, so we want to help well other that. race directors kind of do that. And then I think the other part of it was, again, this working with these um, uh, various like trail organizations. And, you know, it was kind of like, well, hey, we can put this race on. Will help you put the race on. It will raise money for your trail work. It's going to have all these other positive benefits for you, because we've done this in Santa Cruz. We, we're on the trail advocacy side. We know how we can do this. We know how it raises money for you. Let's help you do this, and we can also have a race in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I think when the first connection with Kevin Joel in the Podunks, because he was one of these trail organizations trying to raise money for trail work, uh, and it kind of you know so it was getting more involved, you know helping them put on these races, mm-hmm. raising that bar of what we expected. Um, we realized timing was going to be a big issue. You know, and we looked around, we're like, well, these timing, like um, at that time, uh, Oregon Enduro was having their own timing system. They were having problems. Everybody was having problems with, with timing. Which is tough because, I mean, sometimes you're, you're in remote areas. Yeah, and, and, and you, it you know. is. You know, you got some satellite or Wi-Fi, you know, yeah. connectivity problems, and and it, it makes it a challenge for you guys oh, yeah. to try to da- gather oh. all that data. You and know. people were spending like seventy thousand dollars on timing systems, that's and crazy. they were not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when we partnered with Bike Monkey, and we said, and you know, so this was kind of like we're we're like, how do we grow this? And we realized timing was going to be the big issue, and we were not in a position where we we're going to go spend seventy thousand dollars on a timing system, uh, especially one that we're like these are not really working. Mm-hmm. So we looked around and we teamed up with Bike Monkey and I was like, this is going to, okay, so we got Bike Monkey to help us do timing and that's going to make this reliable, get our timing system right so people are going to trust the series, trust the results, that's the biggest issue, work, find these other, you know, trail organizations, people who want to put on races, let's work with them to make these really great events, so we got more and more involved and keep, and it just kept building up from there, that was like our next step was mm-hmm. you know get the timing locked down so there's not you know we're Have not throwing event. stages away we're not and and you know working with these people to put on these events that we said people will really enjoy these events if you you know get the food in there get the beer in there mm-hmm. make people hang around make them have fun it's not just about racing and go home right make them make a community out of it so that they're starting to see each other, you know just they're having fun mm-hmm. and they want to come to these things so they want to have fun right um, and it just kept snowballing from there. And it's just allowing it to grow yeah. and be more dynamic and have a, a place where we could actually develop riders. And that's yeah. a whole development portion that starts coming in. Then you have to have events that are at a level where the pros can actually be competing at and then be able to be competing yeah. at like an EWS. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now yeah. we've actually seen so many of our junior riders that have been with us for so long. They're graduating mm-hmm. like now high school mm-hmm. and going to college, and they're getting scholarships and racing on college teams. Like, and this has been the avenue where this has actually helped or them be able to do that or go to EWS. We've been right. able to launch writers into that, so that's been really, really yeah. nice to see things that we've actually yeah. been able to do now mm-hmm. being five years. 
But it's, I mean, it's been a, think, a long road where we've challenged ourselves every single year of what else can we do? How do we raise the bar for the next year? And, What's next? And I think where we add to that, you're saying how we keep, you know, the evolving part is, you know, every year we also have, you know, come, you know, we finish up a season in November, we invite a whole bunch of riders and race directors to Santa Cruz, you know, come meet with us and we, you know, all category too. levels. We've had some sponsors. Well, uh, so we bring all category levels. So from the, from beginners all the way up to pros, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about the pros. We you know, so beginners to pros, men and women, and we say, hey, what was really good this year? What worked? What didn't work? What do you think about this race? What do you think about that race? How can we do it better? Be honest. Be totally critical. So we take we want all the, that all, input, all the advice, pros and cons, because we if it's a con, we want to fix it and do it better. And if it's a pro, awesome, we've nailed it. So we're able to like t tackle another thing. Mm -hmm. So every year we take that feedback and we think, hey, what can we do? What's ne what do we add next year? How do we make it better next year? How do we make it? So each year, how do we make it better? What's that feedback? What are we doing wrong? What do we need to do better? Take that feedback and keep rolling mm -hmm. it in. And and we share that then with our race director saying, hey, this is what we heard about in general. This is what we heard about your race. This is how you can make it better. Mm -hmm. So we keep feeding that back in and trying to, you know, helping the race directors make it better, helping the series get better. So the biggest problem, well, one of the problems you guys had was timing, and, and you guys fixed that, right? Yeah. So timing, I think, I think it was great. We worked with Bike Monkey, and that was a, I mean, they helped get us to where we are. Year, you know, here we are in the year five. Mm -hmm. So you know, year two, three, and four was all Bike Monkey. We could not, we would not be here today if without had, Bike Monkey. Yeah, if we didn't have right? them involved, um, it's standardized yeah, things, it helped the us, level set. Yeah, but you know. We had to make the next step, and mm -hmm. um, you know we wanted to, you know, and where we are now, we had more money, we had the, you know more ability to do these things, and we said let's you know get that EWS timing system, let's go to that you know the new chip timing systems and take that next jump, uh, and that allowed us to do a lot of you know I think it's a killer system. Um, let's talk about it. Yeah, what, what's a lot about? So the main thing with the the timing system is it's. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually yeah. looking at some. Of the we're looking here. at it right now. It's sitting here charging, <laughs> getting ready for North Star for t for day two of North Star. It looks pretty sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> so the cool thing about this system is that each of the, so the the main problem you have with a lot of timing systems, what like North what um, uh, Bike Monkey had is you had a lot of equipment you got to carry out into the field mm -hmm. so they're carrying out timing mats computers batteries all these things to get out into the forest right. to do their timing and you know these things are great if you're doing a road race but if you're trying to do a mountain bike race um in the forest out somewhere remote on a trail that's a lot of equipment to get to to carry out there and it's less of staffing right and the staffing for it um so the cool thing about the the uh, this sport event system that that EWS uses is all these uh, timing stations kind of are battery powered, self-contained, and all the smarts is actually in your timing chip. It's not in the not the computer that sits out by that timing pad. It's all mm -hmm. in your chip. So so you have so how does it so when somebody registers for a race, mm -hmm. they what do they get um, as for the timing? They get like some kind of so a, they get this uh, timing chip. Okay. Um, it looks like a USB dongle <laughs> that you would mm -hmm. plug into your computer. Uh, it's you know, a couple inches long, half an inch wide, pretty light, small thing. It's pretty durable. Pretty durable. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten beat up in our races. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, these th this carries all the smarts. So with this thing, it, it actually records all your times on this. Um, you know, another aspect of that um, is that you're t carrying your time with you. So another challenge we have with the Bike Monkey system is the times were all recorded out on the computers out in the field. Mm -hmm. So no one would know what's going on until those computers come back right. to come to a central location that we can upload all the results. So you're, everybody's waiting you know, for hours, waiting until mm -hmm. the results come in. This one, you know your results. As soon as you come in, you tap in and you know your results. So, um, so a rider puts it on the wrist, yeah. and then what's the next step? So you go out riding your race, so you, 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 know, you do your transfer, climb up to your stage, your start. Uh, then we have these, in our case, we activate the chip at the stage start. So you'll tap in your chip, it turns it on. Once it's on, it's ready to start taking tags from these beacons. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a beacon at the start and a beacon at the finish. So you get lined up for your start of your race. The start volunteer is going to count you down. Five, four, three, two, one. You get going. As soon as you cross the start line, it starts. you get tagged. Okay. The first beacon is going to tag you. You, keep, you do your race run. And then the second, the finished beacon is going to tag you again. Mm -hmm. So all those tags are actually on your chip that you're carrying with you. Okay. So now you're carrying your own times. They're not anywhere else on the mountain. So as soon as you come back to your, in our case, you come back to the home base, you tag it in. We can tell you exactly what your stage time was. Okay. Um, and in our case, let me now we also created the live timing system. How how um, uh, what's the challenge with that with the live timing now that? So yeah, the challenge of any of these things is internet access. So. So the live timing at the site, we can tell you how you, you know, so if you're on site, we can tell you how you're doing right away. Dep depending on how many people have checked in? Depending on how many people have checked in. So it is that because you, you are carrying your timing, mm -hmm. you know, we only know people who have actually checked in. Okay. Right? We're not getting a wireless download from the stations okay. out in the field. It's, so technically yeah. somebody can do other stages. And then wait until the very last minute yeah, to check in. Yeah, and we have that. We've had that today. You know, we've had some of our, you know, we had almost all the pro riders for day one had checked in. And there were a couple of pro riders that were expected to do well that hadn't checked in at all. Yeah. And everybody was waiting like, you know. I, I like said, that. I like that. What's like this guy going to do? You know, the with, anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he came back. He's like. Yeah, I was really hungry, so I went down to get a pizza. It's like, dude, everybody's waiting for you. They're all heckling him, kind of right. like, trying to wait for his time. Uh, so you're talking about a, a, a specialized writer. Yeah, so specialized writer. <laughs> I know because I was I was tracking that. I'm like, yeah. where's this person at? I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, but it's good. So, yeah. so this was this is this was a pretty big investment for for yes. you guys because you guys yeah. are a nonprofit. So yeah. let's, let's talk about the you know the challenges of having a nonprofit um, yeah. to to make a race series happen. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a, a challenge about the nonprofit side of things. I think in general, it's a challenge of any of these race series or even being a race. It's, you know, the money, it's, you know, you got sponsor dollars and you mm -hmm. got participant money. That's mm -hmm. where you're making your money from these, you know, um, when, you know, races are expensive to put on. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're trying to grow probably out you know, through the roof. Insurance. insurance insurance is expensive timing actually is the time is expensive most expensive um you know permits yeah. are expensive i think those are your three main things that are going to cost you money mm -hmm. uh especially talk about like this we probably invested about forty thousand dollars in this timing system i wow. actually haven't tallied up everything at this point <laughs> that's some coin right so <laughs> you know when you're you know so that's where your money comes from and and so 
You're not, you're not, you're not, you know, you're, the race directors are not like pocketing a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of money coming out of the races. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's, that's not your main goal anyway, right? Yeah. And that's not, what's not what they're trying to do, right? They're not trying to milk, you know, people are not trying to make a living out of this. They're trying to, uh, you know, do some trail work. Uh, and then we take a small piece of that. So we're, we're not making a lot of money out of the races either. Mm-hmm. Our money comes really from the sponsor dollars. Okay. Um, so for us to really sustain what we're doing, it's really sponsor dollars, a little bit of money from the races because we, re, you know, we try to take any money from the races. Originally, originally it was like, we don't want any money from the races because we know there's no money there. Mm-hmm. We want to take all our money from the sponsors. And it really was not sustainable because a sponsor money, yeah. it's a good year. You get lots of sponsor dollars. You get a bad year, yeah. not so many sponsor dollars. And we're like, we oh, can't operate Ev- like that. Evan floats. Yeah. I never know what's going to happen. So, it could be a good cash year, it could be a good product yeah. year. It could be a mixture. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. So, so, I mean, how do you as a series um, retain the sponsors that you have now or try to acquire new sponsors? So, I mean, that's that, uh, <laughs> Megan's got a lot of work in that. Megan? Um, <laughs> honestly, I kind of think because um, of our history with doing events from starting with the festival and the relationships that we've really made with them and kind of. I mean, really good relationships, and yeah. they kind of understand like what we're about and what we're gonna do and the caliber of an event we're gonna go ahead and mm-hmm. like fulfill. And mm-hmm. um, we, I think, a lot of our continuous sponsors I've carried through from even our festival days to the Super Enduro, and like into the series, um, especially when I was doing sponsorship for all three of them in a year. Um, but I mean, people kind of—it's not just. Yeah, we put on we put on a really good brand, but I think it's the relationships that we've actually created over the years that mm-hmm. people are able to want to always continue and support. But I think we've made a really good brand yeah. um, out of an event that they see this very dynamic and evolving and helping support the big picture of it right. that they want to go yeah. ahead and go in. But I mean, we cus- yeah. I mean we have to we customize things for a lot of so, new sponsors to bring in. I mean, there's people I talk to a year in advance and get them to come out to see what we're really about that really don't know. I mean, we had um, one of our marketing managers come out from Cliff Bar, mm-hmm. and um, it's the first time she's actually been to our event, and Cliff has been a sponsor with us in the beginning. Wow. And um, she just, she's heard about it from us. Today was her first real experience, and she was like, I now know what Enduro is. This is such a cool event. Mm-hmm. So that was really neat to actually see. But I mean, I think it comes yeah. down to the relationships and what we actually give to them, provide to them, because mm-hmm. we want to make sure they have a return on their investment. It's not just, we want their, we need their money to come out and help support the event. We also want them to participate and mm-hmm. have the engagement with the racers. Right. So um, I, mean, I think that's another, pretty of a big one. Another big thing that Megan does a lot of is, and this is, key with any of the sponsorships it's not just you know here's my cookie cutter you know sponsorship deal this is what we're doing mm-hmm. every sponsor every we have different plans each year you know like we have canyon this year canyon's launching bikes this year so what canyon needs from ces is very different than say what cliff needs or what vp is looking for mm-hmm. so you're kind of each one of them is a very specific relationship that you're trying to manage and what they need and how can I help them. And by if you can make that relationship, I can help you mm-hmm. achieve what you're trying to achieve. You see a return on your investment. You say, okay, I'm getting something out of this. 
So, and I want to come back. Yeah, so it's kind of like a Jerry Maguire, like, help me help you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have, like, a sponsorship packet that's, like, this is our base cookie plan. Cutter. It's yeah. cookie cutter. This is what it is. This is our guideline. But we can go off of that and customize some things that actually one thing might be important to them, one thing might not be important. So um, we try to make sure that they're going to get what they need out of it. So, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's a lot of back and forth for months of going and, and figuring it out and seeing what it is to get the like yeah. seal of approval and you're like, yes, yeah. we got them. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited they're on board. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're constantly um, trying to go after new sponsors to, to, to continue to grow the series? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously our sponsors that we've continued, I mean, VP Fox and Cliff have been here with us from the very beginning. Um, always super supportive which has been awesome Mm -hmm. and i always want to maintain our sponsors that have been with us from the beginning and i don't think that ever be like an issue ever losing them um but always making sure they're happy but you always have to evolve and see who you can bring in one company might have something different their their dollars and their pockets are empty and they can't actually contribute Mm -hmm. so you always have to look. I mean, I can't even tell you how big my sponsor list actually is of who actually I communicate with. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of them. And some things you're like, it's going to be good and it's gold and it's going to be on for next year. I'm like, I cannot announce this until I see the final like line signed mm-hmm. because something can always happen. Right. And it does, and it drops off. And you're like, oh, that hurts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so bummed. But, I mean, they might come back for the next year. It just doesn't work out this year. So... Mm-hmm. But I'm, we're always looking at new brands, um, even outside of industry as well, of seeing how we can actually pull those people into. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a juggling yeah. every single year. I, I can relate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can relate. I run yeah. a race. Oh, team yeah, show. you race yeah. team. You, yeah. you get that. You get, <laughs> I get that. that. I think another thing that we're trying to do, that we're starting to realize, I mean, you know, shops like, you know, The Path, uh, Trailhead, mm-hmm. all these, you know, uh, Scotts Valley Cycle Sport. Shops bring out teams, right? You have this huge team of riders. Uh, you come out to all the races. Um, you know, we're starting to say, hey, you know what? We need to also partner with the bike shops. Get the bike shops, you know. We did this with the timing system, right? Kind of like this supporter of the series. So somehow get some more recognitions for the bike shops that, that are supporting the teams that are coming out to the races. Because mm-hmm. that's a huge, I mean, these are huge that's a huge effort from the bike shop to help support these teams that are coming out here and i think uh you know we want to give some recognition to all the shops that are doing all that because that's helping also the series so uh, we want to see how we can make that feedback and Mm -hmm. and get the shops involved also and and kick back some love to those shops uh, being a support i mean they contribute so much to their teams to make it possible to get the teams out there Mm -hmm. that's pretty huge and this past year when we were trying to raise money for the timing system a lot of shops kicked in some money Mm -hmm. so i mean you'll see their logo on our california the live california enduro page which is our um, page for tracking all the races but i mean if you're there and you're able to contribute back to the local shops it's nice to make sure that we're supporting them Mm -hmm. i mean they they may they need the service as well so Mm -hmm. so when you guys gather like the the riders from like beginner to pro and you guys have a meeting i mean what's what's their feedback like what's their up you know the positive what's their negatives it changes every year it changes it's different every year yeah um and sometimes they'll have suggestions you're like it's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We would love to do that. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> like it's gotta be one one day. Um, but then there's things that come out of it. We're like, 
Oh, that's easy. Yeah, some like, things are yeah, easy to change. Yeah, we can do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we could test something. And so, like, the women's category, the 35 plus, that came back from feedbacks from some of what a couple of the writers. Like, I'm like, all right, well, we'll test the category. We'll mm-hmm. see if it's valid. You know, can we do it? Like, we need you to bring your racers then to sign up for that category. And, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. was that was nice. And that was something that came out of it. So, I mean, we... You know, or like for, you know, uh, for North Star... <laughs> You know, oh, some of the feedback today, was yeah. some of the sport beginners like, hey, I don't want to race five stages. I want to race six stages like everybody else. I want to race those big, chunky ones. We're like, well, we can't put you on like the main big sections, but we can give you those stages. Like, and we'll, do the, some, like yeah. we'll make it work. We will, like the mountain took that feedback in mm-hmm. a very positive way. It was way. very important to them to make sure everybody got like, six we stages. We have to have the six stages. Everybody's in new six stages. I'm like, well, we need to figure out the the outs to get around like those big rock gardens because we cannot put them on there. That is a safety issue. And yeah. so mm-hmm. we kind of looked yeah. at the map and that's the whole planning process and partnership of how do we make it happen Wait, so, so we can so make... T- tomorrow you guys, the uh, sport beginners are going to do six stages instead of five tomorrow? They do six stages. Wow. Everybody's doing six stages. Everybody does six stages. That's so I mean, that's yeah. the fe- we take the feedback. We don't just dismiss it. Like we, and it's nice because a lot of our race directors take it to heart as well and feel passionate about it mm-hmm. where they also want the racers. I mean, it's a customer yeah. to them. They want them to be happy and feel like they're getting their amount. So yeah. that's something that's pretty cool this year. The, the open category, open men was another one that was a, you know, one of the years was a feedback. We had some of the, you know, we were at one of our, our rider meetings and some people were like, Hey, there's people who are in the expert who are sandbagging. They should be pro. And it was cool. Cause you actually had the other guy there. And he and they're like, well, great. I'm I'm a fast, you know, expert, but I'm like, you know, 38 years old. I'm not I gonna. St- I'm not pro. jumping pro. I don't have time to go. I have a job. I'm not. I don't have time to go train to be a you know pro. Mm-hmm. So and he was like, well, if people don't want don't want me racing, I just I'm not gonna come any, to any more races. Like that's that's not, not an answer. Yeah. You don't have people leaving the series because they don't they feel like they don't belong because. Some people think they're sandbagging, but they don't want. So we you know, if we create an open men's category. It's kind of a middle ground. You're not yeah. pro, but you're faster than the experts. Let's you know. So that what, was the what, answer. What, to a, that. what about a master's class for the for the older guys? Is that so? Next? You know, at least for now, that is we're kind of putting all in the open. The idea there, what we the idea with this was, so if you're kind of a, you know older pro racer and you're saying hey i'm not really competitive at that and i want to you know you can kind of bump down you're still really fast right Mm -hmm. then you got these younger guys who are like the the kind of growing in the sport like these expert like junior experts who want to keep getting better Mm -hmm. you put them together and what's kind of cool now is you have this in this place where you have these people who are really fast because they've been around for a long time people are really fast because they're really young but they don't really know about racing all that much, mm-hmm. and you and the idea was if we put them together, maybe it creates this new kind of chemi- chemistry where it okay. helps the young guys evolve. Yeah, learn from the older guys. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. If if you know we get some feedback that we want to have a, a masters category, mm-hmm. there's a, there's so many pro men racing, it's not difficult to throw. I mean, between the open men and the pro men, there's enough to throw in another category yeah. if we wanted to. Why, why, why do we have so many standards for, for Enduro, the formats, like how they have everything set up? Why, you know, why can't we have just like one standard where it's like, hey, this is how we do things and, yeah. and we're, you know what I mean? You know, I think because we don't have a USA Cycling uh, involved in it yet, 
uh, and maybe not ever. Um, who knows? But you know, are they are they like anti enduro? What is it? Not that they're anti enduro. Yeah, I, I think that because um, they support a lot of enduro races. If you go to the East Coast, you see a lot heavy of in the East Coast. USA USA cycling yeah. enduro racing happening mm-hmm. on the East Coast. West Coast, they're just you know there seems to be a lot of anti USA cycling. If you want to kind of get into what happened with yeah. USA cycling and, yeah, and mountain biking. You know, Eric Saunders will give you a lot of, like, feedback on that. He was around at that time. Right. You know, there was a whole bunch of stuff of what happened with, like, when there was Norba. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, USA Cycling came in. And, uh, you know, I don't know all the details. I wasn't around at that time. But there's a lot of negative, there's a lot of negative, uh, you know, bad taste in people's mouth on the, on yeah. the West Coast about I just think uh, West Coast USA definitely cycling. has a burn bridges there, and it's really it's going to be a really hard there, thing to overcome long term. Well, I mean, you take a look at uh, um, um, Scott Tedrow. You know, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he put yeah. his foot down and said he was anti USA cycling, and uh, and because I, I did a podcast with them, and I was I listened to that and they, they came back and they're like, hey, you know, here's your flowers or whatever, and, and you know they they squashed their beef, you know, and now they're all happy, lucky, but. Maybe we need to do that. I, I think someday. I think I think there's potential there. Like um, I just think there needs to be a dynamic of how you're gonna run it, and yeah. I, I hate saying they like, take a little bit of the business out of it um, to bring the passion back to like take it there. But it it can't just be. It's, I feel almost as like it's a business, but yeah, I do think there needs to be some kind of. I think there. it's gonna be a I big challenge though because it's gonna be hard in the U.S. as a total to embrace yeah. and make sure there's a the dynamic to what but enduro would, really is because it it's yeah. very grassroots. That's how it started. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot of people will be kind of like, it's not gonna be enduro. You're gonna lose the root of it. Well, no, but well, my but I think the more difficult thing is going to be. We have already evolved. You're saying why is it so different? Because there are many different race directors, mm-hmm. right? You got. Oregon Enduro Series, you've got Big Mountain Enduro, you've got Idaho, Scott Enduro, Scott Enduro oh Montana Enduro. They're popping up you know, everywhere now. Mm-hmm. they got like so flags. many Enduro Series, like and especially big ones, not like little local things, but bigger ones, like full, you know, like CES, the full state. Yeah, I'm not saying we're not, you know, big, big, but Big Mountain, you got some, you know, so, and, you know, trying to get all of those guys to agree with hard. USA Cycling on what you know for USA Cycling. Hey, we want to come in and govern all that, and all these guys. How how are they going to engage all of those different race directors mm-hmm. and try to bring them all under the umbrella and and make everybody happy? I think it's going to be challenging. And mm-hmm. I will also tell you, there are some very big name sponsors that I have spoken with, and when I said. Because at one time it was very challenging for us to get insurance, and we were talking about going to USA Cycling just for insurance purposes. Mm-hmm. And we had some big name sponsors said, "If it's USA Cycling, I'm not. I'm gonna tell. Not, I'm not gonna support you. I'm race, telling my riders not to race your races." Whoa, that's heavy. I mean, that big. <laughs> Wow. So, so there, there, there's a lot it, of beef there. <laughs> there's a there's, lot of there's beef. A lot of, yeah. There's so, a lot of history there, yeah. and it's going to be a hard one to overcome. I think in the long run, and I think just specifically on the West Coast. Right. right? Honestly, not on the East Coast. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think the biggest opportunity 
is really with EWS, where you're saying, how do I sta- how's it going to get standardized? Yeah. I think a lot of the local, like I know we have taken a lot, adopted a lot of what EWS has been doing. We use their race book. Um, and we're using their timing system. So we've adopted a lot from what EWS does. And I know a lot, you know, we are in communication with other, other race directors. Mm-hmm. We have like a forum that we kind of chat on every so often. I know they've adopted a lot of the EWS rules. Everything gets tweaked a little bit. So there's mm-hmm. EWS rules and it's like, well, kind of what's really going to work for CES. And we kind of do a little tweaking here, a little right. bit tweaking there. So, um, so EWS is kind of like the standard. Has become really. Yeah. yeah. They didn't um, make a joke with that. So, and I think that's what they want to do. They actually encourage like, here, here's our race book. Here's our, you know, we actually our race book. So uh, one year we're like, you know, things were kind of, people were like, I don't know where I get information. I go to one website for this information. I go to the other website. I can't know where to find the information. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's get a race book. We'll put the race book. Everything will be in the race book. No one's going to question where I find the information. Right. And we went to EWS, downloaded their race books. This is what they put in it. Copy the exact same format. So, mm-hmm. you know, and they encourage that. We talked to Chris and, and Kate and they're like, yeah, take whatever you, you know, take what you want to take and, and, and use and, it. And they came out to, to, to some of the races, right? So they came, well, they, they came... Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, actually, was it? It was uh, last, year, last year. They came down to meet with us, uh, and actually, it's very interesting because they started EWS the same year we started CES. Wow! Uh-huh. Right. So it was kind of funny. We were ha- we we sat down. We were having dinner and chatting about these things. We realized how very similar we are. It's in like, a lot it's of a, ways. It's a, it's a couple. The, the couple yeah. that started EWS. It's a couple that started the CES. Husband and wife. You know. Their experiences kind of growing, what they were doing, our experiences. So there was so many similarities. They're on a bigger stage than we are, but mm-hmm. there were just so many similarities. And but, uh, but you guys are, are making those jumps because, you know, this weekend, you know, you have, you know, Curtis Keene, you have uh, Scott, uh, what is it now, um, Marco Osborne, you have the uh, the twins. Uh, yeah, the Derek twins. twins. Yeah. Anita and Caro. Yeah. And they're... Yeah. And they're um, Zacharias. Zacharias. I mean, um, we have, we could have had, like, more of the Ibis team, like... You know, Ibis team basically is all out here. Like, even the management, the owners are actually out here supporting, and they're all out here cheering their teammates on, which is really rad. So, um, I think it's, um, yeah, I think we're we're getting some some you know uh, attention from Mm -hmm. the uh, from the EWS level. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome because I mean that's just gonna keep up up in the ante for. Oh yeah. For the difficulty of stages and, and I think and offering uh, a better a better type of experience for yeah. those kind of riders because that's so, what you guys want, right? It's yeah. like ultimately like bringing in like some of the big name guys to come out to these races and and have the experience that they get at, you know instead of going yeah to Europe whatever not oh, yeah. here yeah and you know it, and you know what does that mean for the you know sport beginner rider or even the expert riders like you know okay so they got these big name you know this is going to you know. We publish our, our results on Pinkbike. You'll see our videos. You'll see our, our recaps every time on, on Pinkbike. You know, now when you have some of these big names on there, it's going to get more attention. Yeah. That attention helps us grow the series, helps us get those sponsor dollars, helps us get those, you know, so it helps us get bigger as a series to have those big names and what we're doing with our results. Pardon, pardon the Enduro Baby. <laughs> yeah, Enduro so Baby. Full, full sorry. Effect back there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It's um, all right. No, so nothing. yeah, I think it's it's a it's it's all good, and and was been really exciting for us uh-huh. in in seeing some of these names you know these big guys coming down that are doing our race, 
like you know, I saw the the uh, Anita and Carl come down the the Gehrig twins, and you know they fish one of the stages, and I see them like, and their eyes are really big. I'm like, what's what, that? You know, what do you think about that stage? Like, that was crazy. That was that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! I think that's our stage four for them tomorrow. That's the the. Uh, uh, dog bone, sinuous, sinuous carpiel, dog, dog bone. bone. Our and new stage this year. <laughs> the new stage this year. So I'm like, so I'm like, seriously, are you thinking this is t- like, this is really tough? The whole thing. I'm like, like so are, are these you, like, are you, is this EWS level? Tough? Like, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is this is like Curtis EWS. even said the same thing. I'm like, oh good, we like we pulled together a really good chorus because so. like, we're trying to do like a comparison to see how we're like setting our writers up. To evolve, especially being an EWS qualifier, we want them to have enough of a chunk, you know, where it's that dynamic to Mm -hmm. set them up like well for those kind of races. Yeah, well, let's talk about the 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 EWS qualifier. How does that work? Uh, Steve, you're the best one to answer. Answer that's from Mr. Logistics. (laughs) The EWS qualifier. So what uh, EWS, EWS is trying to do to get away from just being a race series with you know, just all these like big name pros and not many locals that are able to race with their ra- with their raffles is having these qualifiers where uh, they can take these local races. Uh, people can get points from doing that, and you know the top racers from these different from these qualifiers gets to be in this kind of seated list of uh, uh, in the raffle. So you don't. It's not just a part of the raffle. You get seated like any of the other, like the big name pros. Mm-hmm. So you get to then pick your race, you know, kind of like the way Curtis Keen gets to go and race, right? And uh, all of them. So, so that's, that's yeah. pretty prestigious because you know they, they don't just give those out like randomly. So they they pick and choose like okay, well you know, I mean, how do they pick uh, a, a, for a race? Yeah, to be a qualifier. I mean, it's got to be like difficulty, like the. So I mean, what, what's they're the, looking what's the for, you know. Not just you know, it's a, is it a serious course? Is it you know how well are the organizers running the race and the timing and you know and, and we're gonna have the enduro baby <laughs> in the photo op here. Smile. <laughs> um, you know, this is a family podcast. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Full family enduro racing. Yeah. It's a community. Yeah. Community. <laughs> he, um, he, he's the future of, uh, yes. of mountain biking. So. You know, Marco Osborne, watch out. 2020. 2020. <laughs> so, um, but it's, it's like the whole thing about, you know, how well you're organized, how well you're running these races, how difficult are, is it, um, you know, it's kind of like the whole picture of the series mm-hmm. that they want to see. Okay, hey, hey, hey. There you go. Um, you know, I think it's the whole picture of, of the whole series. Yeah, because they, they don't want people that are, you know, that are out here racing, like, yeah. easy stuff, and then they're like, oh, I can qualify for EWS, yeah. and then they're, like... So, it's to be difficult, also, right. they also got to trust the results, so, because they're taking our results and using that uh, in scoring everybody else and, and how you're doing, so, you know, it's got to be also about, you know, trusting that the results that we're giving them are accurate results. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other part of this is if you, to be qualifier... You got to do the same stages as the pros. Right. So if the pro men are doing, you know, five stages, everybody's got to do the five stages. And this was actually a challenge for us for at China Peak, because we had that stage five. Right. Right. So there was a question at one point of, are we going to let the experts mm-hmm. race stage five? Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was going to be way over their head. I said, 
well, has to happen. If they want those qualifier points, they got to do stage five. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, so this is a, this is a qualifier for the EWS. They got to do all the stages, and right. I think. In the end, I, even the experts, I think they enjoyed that stage. I think it was a good call to make them race it. It challenged them. It's going to be the, you know, I think a few years ago, gnarly was the big challenge for everybody. They're like, how am I going to do gnarly? I think everybody's got gnarly figured out at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, stage five is going to be the, you know, this this stage at, at China Pico. Like, how the hell am I going to clear stage five? I'm gonna, how am I going to ride it without, you know, Keeping on my wheels, right? <laughs> Keep yeah, up and, yeah. And that's what course. I heard from a lot of racers. Yeah. you know that was a that was a big it was big, it was challenging. big challenge. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, where where do you see CES in the future? You know, I like what we're doing. I think we're you know growing the stages. I think we're at the point where you know we did eight races this year. Um, we had dropped off some races. We're pulling you know. So I think we're trying to you know mix in the races or keeping it you know we want to always keep it fresh mm -hmm. we don't want to keep doing the same races over and over again yeah. um and, and keep things interesting trying mm -hmm. to find new venues mm -hmm. uh we keep you know i think one of the key things we want to do also with kind of the teams and the shops is you know so so far we've been working with a lot of people that we know with these race directors or or building relationships but i think and I think Eric Saunders kind of did this, mentioned this in his podcast, this idea of working with the various teams and saying, you know, hey, you put on a race, show us your best trails, right? And then go to another team, show us your best trails. So mm -hmm. the, the teams become part of the series and kind of like, it's kind of like the collegiate approach, of, you know, where each college will host a race. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the whole co collegiate series becomes... A bunch of races that are hosted by each of the collegiate teams, right. and so I think Eric Saunders sees that. And I think it's a good idea. I think, you know, um, having the teams taking some part in all this and building, because I don't know, you know, and this has been one of our challenges coming in, you know, Southern California. I don't really know this the the trails in Southern California. I don't know, and in any of the, I don't know Mendo actually either. And we work with local. Uh, clubs because they know their trails right so i think to kind of come up with the best races it's like you need to know the locals right. they know their trails mm -hmm. uh they know it's going to be a fun race especially the teams you're racing our series you know what's fun you know what you want to see being part of the race right. so now it's like okay you've been part of the series you know what's going on in the race build this as a race that you want to see being part of it mm -hmm. your trails what do you what do you see being a race that you want to be part of this series? Right. I think that's going to be a cool way to keep growing this and keeping things fresh because we have a lot of teams, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of uh, teams, a lot of shops. Our, our, I think that's going to be a cool way to keep you know growing keep it, it fresh, yeah. keeping it fresh. Our, our struggle down Orange County is uh, um, just people are so hard to deal with down there. There's a lot of politics involved to try to put a race on. So yeah, it, and land it's managers. Yeah, and, a and that's a challenge everywhere. That's another um, aspect of why you know we're not running around doing all these races ourselves. We're working with locals in California. If you want to get any of these things done, you have to know the land manager. Right. If I went up to Mendocino and and spoke to the you know the the land manager for the Jackson State Demonstration Forest. He'd probably blow me off. He'd be mm -hmm. like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Get out of here. Right. 
right? There's no way he's going to give me a permit to go run a race up in his forest. Mm-hmm. But he has a relationship with the bike sprites. Right. They do trail work in his right. forest, right? They can get that permit. They have that relationship, you know, and that's going to be key. You know, if you're doing something in Southern California, you need to have a, a relationship. Whoever's doing it has to have a relationship with those land managers. They have right. that land manager has to have trust in who that person who's coming in and saying, "Hey, I want to put on a race." Yeah. Um, so that you know, and it it's challenging across all of California. You know, I'm sure. You know, and and then the other, and I don't know Southern California. I'm going to tell you my experience from Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different land or you know you can have. You know, federal land, which you see a lot in the in the Sierras up here, which generally they tend to be more open to doing these things. BLM is kind of open to the, a lot of this stuff. You have state parks, mm-hmm. sometimes not so open to a lot of these things, a lot more restrictive. Uh, you have city and county parks have different things. And that's like, you know, Monterey County, Santa Cruz County, very different. You know, Orange County... That's they're all their own animal. Yeah, you have very different relationships. They have different priorities compared mm-hmm. to even Santa Cruz County. Right. Um, and then sometimes you got to deal with all of them. Mm-hmm. And even with state parks, you know, they'll have some mandate from state parks of what to do. But even the local land manager has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So even if the state park says, "Hey, we want to support mountain biking," the local land manager says, "Yeah, I don't want to do anything with mountain bikers." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're, you know, getting around you're, all you're that. Stuck. You're stuck at that You're point, stuck right? at all of it, yeah. So, so are we going to see uh, um, new venues for next year? I hope so. You know, <laughs> um, you know, it's challenging to find new venues. I think um, I'm trying to work on another venue for Southern California. Yeah. We're hoping that might, you know, something will work out. I'm working with, uh, you know, someone to, you know, do something near San Diego. I okay. think you can probably figure out where it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, That'd be a fun race. We're trying to, yeah. We're trying to mix in, you know, um, some of the ones that we had this year. So definitely, you know, we had some new ones this year and we're hoping that we can make them, you know, we want to keep them on for a couple of years and help them, you know, we don't want to do one year and go. Mm-hmm. Help them evolve. It takes a couple, maybe two, three years to get them and then maybe cycle them around. So we'll see what's going to happen. You Hopefully, get one new venue in Southern California. You might see some of the ones we did this year that were new. You know, um, you know. Hopefully, we're going to get the trails that we want, like like Auburn. We didn't get to do what we really wanted to do in Auburn. We wanted to do the OHV Park stuff. Right. Unfortunately, Stormnado. That Stormnado kind of killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys. You know, it's the hub uh, in Roseville, mm-hmm. Heath Sherat. The hub cycle, right? Hub cyclery. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, total body fitness, you know, I was just talking with Heath, and he's working on trying to get that OHV, getting the permission to use the OHV park. So, mm-hmm. you know, we keep our fingers crossed that we can do that, and, and you know, we want to try and see if that can make that happen. You know, so. Um, any uh, any EWS races uh, here in California in the plans? In the We're works, working on it. We're working on it. That's that's definitely something high on our list that we want to do. Um, you know, what you're seeing us do in, in uh, North Star, bring all these EWS racers out, asking is this, you know, EWS level, you know, this is all part of our, you know, plan to try and get an EWS out to California. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know. I think it's us also wanting the feedback because we want to, for bidding, and then we want to do something right and right. make sure it's 
not just the race. We want the community aspect as well to make something big and bold. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just the way we yeah. we do it in our race direct. One of our race directors feels the same way. So mm -hmm. um, we want to do it right. Right. For the bidding process. Yeah. That's kind of what Scott Tedlow did when he uh, when he brought Nino mm -hmm. Scherter and a lot of these World Cup level racers to, to Benelli. Yeah. Um, to test the waters and, and you know, luckily for us that's gonna be the, the cross country venue mm -hmm. for that's the Olympics. Cool. So that's, that was yeah. him, that's you know. Awesome. And he you know, he dumped a lot of money into that program, mm -hmm. you know. He had a chopper flying around, I don't know if you guys saw that, that was yeah. two years back, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you have the world champion Nino Scherter I you know you know, in our local trails. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty rad. Yeah. You know? I had you know, I had him you know, Scott Tedrow, I hadn't really known about him until you did your podcast or and that whole history. It was really kind That's of, cool. <laughs> it was really cool. It was really, I, and actually I was, I was telling them, I'm like, you need to talk to Scott Tedrow some more, you know, because he's been through a lot of this stuff already and things that we're trying to like kind of grow through. It's like, you know, we should probably talk to this guy. We might mm -hmm. learn some stuff from him rather than, you know, a lot, there's a lot of, similar growing pains that yeah you know, yeah absolutely so uh let's talk about you guys sponsors what do you guys have this year for as a sponsor for the california enduro series well we have our staples our big guns vp components fox and cliff have both have all been with us from the beginning so thank you um we have some new sponsors this year um darko which is an australian company clothing company um, some of our pro riders, like Brian Gardner, races for them. Mm -hmm. And they sponsored actually a really cool tech tee that we're selling. Oh, so man. you can get at any of our races. You can mm -hmm. check it out online. Um, it's really cool. It's a great design. They basically were able to take all, we took a couple of the names from all the different races for the different trails, and they're actually incorporated into the bear. So it's something really special California for bear. this year, So, cool. um, which is really neat. Um, we have Michael David and Crank Natural. So Crank Natural is doing our hydration. Michael David Winery has been giving bottles of wine for our first place winners throughout the entire race, nice. which is awesome. Um, Kenda is back this year. Really excited to have um, Roger um, at, back out at the races. Love the tires. KMC, um, Cali, WTB. And we have Canyon, which is brand new this year, um, mm -hmm. which has been exciting because this is a, the year that they're launching. And this month they launched US Sales. So they're out here demoing bikes. And that was fun. We got to go demo um, yesterday. And that was such a sweet ride. What so, bike were you on yesterday? Um, we rode the Strive. Okay. So, yeah. Is that their electric like, big bike? It's a bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Big bike. It's got a. Uh, switch yeah uh, something diff uh, totally different geometry switching technology so you can like uh you know uh kind of put it in a climbing mode so it raises the bottom bracket steepens the c2 bagels steepens mm. the head angle so it's good for climbing and when you want to go downhill you hit the button it drops everything down drops all the bottom bracket oh, wow. slackens out the uh, uh head tube and just like totally different tear down the trail yeah. so mm -hmm. it was really cool um yeah. yeah so that was really neat and then um it's great this actually today and they're coming out to another event and um, valet who does our series winners jerseys great partner um really enjoy working with them a lot and um, they uh donated series winners jerseys for all of our racers and then we also have participant jerseys also available for sale online and pro some proceeds come back to us to support the series awesome. on that and we have esa grips gamut longtime um one is actually on our board um from the company Adventure Sports Journals, Mike Spikes, and then Trailworks. So, cool. lots of great companies. Mm -hmm. Love them all. 
And then uh, uh, Fox does a, uh, you guys do like a fork raffle, Yeah, right? so every race we do a, um, a Fox fork giveaway. Um, they can pick the fork they want, um, all yeah. the di dimensions that they want actually for it setup-wise. Um, and that's been actually kind of a staple to all races for the last like three years. Yeah. Yeah, they've been that's very, a big investment. Very yeah. generous. It's about eight with races. Yeah. Eight races. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. awesome. We've given away Fox also some of their, eight races. Yeah. yeah. This we've given away seat posts too. Some of our competitions. So we've done online. Um. Mm -hmm. So that's been cool as well. They like trying to get creative this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What's your What's your guys' takeaway? Um, to encourage more people to come to these races or for a uh, a bike shop or a team to to put a race on. I mean. So from the, Different you know, why both. come out to these races, yeah. you know, so, you know, some racing, it's like, and I think it's intimidating, you know, uh, I think I feel my like impression, me, cross yeah. country is very intimidating of a race format that you're going to go to and it's kind of very, very intense. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, enduro is really laid back, right? It's just, you know, think about a great day going out with your buddies to just, just climb up some trail and have just a killer time riding down this awesome trail. And what's cool with the series, I mean, to some people, it's like bike tourism, you know, mountain biking tourism. So I'm gonna go where we, someone has gone out and marked off some of the best trails in their local area. You're gonna get to go up there and find Mendocino and, you know, mark off these great trails. You get to go and then just ride around with your friends and find these, you know, races awesome trails meet new people mm -hmm. and have a great time and i think there's but, a and great also, community around yeah. that camaraderie around that and i think it's kind of cool because you go out in the trails and you're riding with people you're like oh that's so and so like you see some names that you follow bless you. and bless you. bless you um and like they're like wow i just did this climb with them and they were like talking to me like yeah. on the climb like that's crazy yeah you could be like, talking to marco osborne on the oh climb i know or it's, it's amazing but it's such a cool dynamic out there i mean i think we did a really good job with um toro as being mm -hmm. a race to actually encourage new racers to come out to and women to come out to mm -hmm. and partnering with a couple mm -hmm. different clubs and that that yeah. actually was a kind of a start where we've actually had people from there roll out to other races so yeah. and just and learning the format trying to take the away good thing those barriers. for bike shops in the same vein is you know i think a lot with bike shops is it you know you want to create a stickiness for your clientele. Mm -hmm. Why is a customer going to be coming to your shop to, you know, if they can go buy online, why should I be coming to your shop, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to have some kind of a connection with your shop that's more than just, hey, I'm coming here to buy products from you. I have some, you know, um, membership or, or community or, or relationship with your bike shop. So if you had a bike shop that had a team that was going out to these races mm -hmm. and these guys now have, you know, invite customers to be part of the team and they get to go and hang out with all these other guys on the bike that were also part of the bike shop and have these like fun times. And, you know, I think that creates this, a relationship that's more than just about, Hey, I'm coming to buy parts and, you know, uh, from the bike shop. So I think, you know, I know the people there, I know the mechanics, I know the owner and we go riding together. We go to these races together and, you know, uh, not maybe about hey I'm giving you uh, you know a sweet deal. I mean, you know, some people want to get like the 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 pro deal on the on the bikes or whatever. I don't think you all want, everybody wants that. I think just people want to hey want to mm -hmm. go hang out and have a good time with you guys. Let's go to the, you know do a race. It's like some bike shops have you know do a night rides once a week or or a yeah. trail ride once a week and 
you can kind of do the same thing coming out to an enduro and it's a kind of a little bit of a bigger event it's not the night ride but you're doing mm -hmm. this like eight times a year and you come out and have a really good time maybe you do a barbecue maybe you throw a barbecue for you you know you come out to these things and have a barbecue and feed the guys who were part of your team part of the shop yeah and it makes a connection for them. Yeah. So you guys yeah. have any plans to, to ever do a, a a blind enduro race where nobody gets to? Yeah, uh, we talk about you know, uh, we, we talk uh, about that. We talk about it. There, there's some. That'd be pretty cool. I think there's I, like a, a location that we definitely could do it at. Yeah. You know, Mendo for me would be yeah, a venue that, would, that you know, because it's got to be something with like low risk. Mm -hmm. You would never do North Star blind. I would never put anything anybody into oh North God. Star blind. It's too risk, too technical. Right. But something like Mendo, where uh, it's yeah. flowy and fast, nothing really <laughs> technical, risky, scary kind of. I put that as a one that would be a good. I think that'd race. be a really cool race to do it that yeah. way. Yeah. And now you guys so. have to find another venue because everybody knows like some of that stuff, like Moto and a couple of the, the stages. Like, oh, I remember that from a race or something. Yeah. Well, they have lots of trails out there. Okay. It's There's, huge. You it's can get huge. lost out there. Nice. They, yeah. You know, that's another place. Where we've been talking with people, they want to do like these like five day, multi multi day stage races out there. Kind of, kind of like the Andes Pacifico. Uh, kind of like Andes right. Pacifico. There's some people who want to do it from uh, from the mountain, from the valley towards the coast. Other people are saying I want to do it from north to south. There's lots of and there's trails everywhere. So that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So maybe one day. Maybe we are. Maybe one day. But again, if you think about, you know, talk about the logistics of brand oh. managers, you know, you know. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah. But uh, there's people who want to do it, and and we're, you know, we're really to help. I mean, we love to help people do these things. Mm -hmm. We're really good on logistics. We're really good on all the little technical details. Uh, you know, we're good on helping. Not the only because we've been doing our own races, we've been involved. In you know now we've done a lot of races. Yeah, we have local race directors, but we work with each of these race directors. Each one has different things they need help with. Mm -hmm. I help some of them get insurance. I help other ones. You know, how do you do the stage timing? How am I going to run this? Right. We help everybody with different little things. Each one has different issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's another point I want to kind of add. You asked me this in the previous uh, podcast, and I'm, and kind of hinted at this with the race. For people who are saying, hey, yeah, I want to put on a race, but I don't know how to put on races. I've never put on a race before. We can help these people. We do this across all the races. I've worked with people who've never put on a race before, mm -hmm. and they needed from you know point A, every little detail. Yeah. And we'll tell you, hey, come out to another race. See what's going on in here. Let you know, understand all the, you know, and we would bring you actually to one of the ones that is really well organized, like North Star, mm -hmm. and see what's going on. Or to Mendo, they put on an awesome race. What there was at one point where Mendo had not put on a race, they came down to Santa Cruz, saw how we did it, and they modeled what they're doing after what we did in Santa Cruz. So, awesome. but even still, after that, we help you with all the logistics. Yeah, it's a we'll, we'll give you the, the check sheet. These are all the things you got to think about. I need like first aid, I need. You know, EMTs. EMTs. I need how to how I deal with garbage, things that you don't really think about. That you got to all these little details. We have it all listed out. What you need to think about, how to get it all done, and then we'll help you along the way mm -hmm. get all those details figured out. So, uh, if you know, if you're thinking that you know, I we have a great location for a venue. I don't know how to put on a race. Let's chat. Yeah, we'll figure it out. How, how do we? How do people get a hold of you? 
so it's Stephen at CaliforniaEnduro.com. You can find us on the website um, or info at California.com. It's all on there. Our, our email addresses are on the website. So okay. go to CaliforniaEnduroSeries.com, and I think there's a About Us link there somewhere. You, mm-hmm. You'll find our, our emails. We're all on there. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I just want to appreciate – I want to, actually I want to thank you guys for – for doing this podcast with me yeah. and uh no, we enjoy take, it. take number two yeah you know and this is part of the uh, podcast on the run series so thank you guys and uh that's awesome we'll uh we'll keep shooting the nar later yep <laughs> all right thanks thanks